Local Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 71 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me a special guest. I have Corinne Haynes. Corinne helps solopreneurs and business owners structure, streamline, and self-manage their administration and techniques. Based in Brisbane, she's been running her business since 2016 after the birth of her first child and enjoys lifting heavy things at the gym and attending live concerts for fun. She helps business owners match their abilities and personalities to admin needs through one-to-one attention that's warm, generous, packed with knowledge, and a dash of humor too. Welcome to the podcast, Corinne. Thank you. My goodness, we have to start off this episode about lifting heavy things because... I love deadlifting as well. It makes me feel so strong and alive and empowered. Why do yeah. you love it so much? I've realized that I'm not a like a what's the word? The high intensity stuff. I'm yes. not, I'm not the cardio person at all, but put me in a weight rack and yeah, I'll go hell for leather. So, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of and my body tends, I don't know, because I'm short, I guess I'm like, I just love seeing people go, whoa, when they see you lift something <laughs> that you probably shouldn't be lifting. So yeah, that was, that's my little, <laughs> I may be short, but I am mighty. I love um, so, it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. And I really love getting to the gym and lifting those heavy weights too. So we are birds of a feather in that regards. You said that you started your business in 2016 after the birth of your first child. And I think that yeah. that's quite a common thing to happen as well when we go through that motherhood process that we realize that things shift and change for us. Mm. So tell us about that decision to start your own business. Well, it wasn't planned at all. I absolutely just fell into it. I had been, like I'm a career admin person. So Mm. up until that point, I was the admin, chained to the desk, PA kind of role, you know, first one there, last one to leave. And of course, when you have a bub, that doesn't work. So yeah, I was temping a lot, just trying to, and I just found that drop and run thing was not happening. And it was actually by chance, I asked a, who was to be my first client, a female business owner out for coffee, just to see you know, I was, I was sort of looking for a job at that time. And she actually said, look, I can't hire you, but how about you contract for me and teach my green admin person how to be a better admin? And I went, oh, that sounds fun. So I did that. And that was when the penny dropped off. Oh, hang on. If they've asked me to do this, maybe there's a way I can do this for other people. And then it just rolled from there. 
my second client was actually my old boss <laughs> from when pre having bub. So yeah, and he's still with me too. Like both of those clients are still with me. What's that it's coming up seven years later? So I was just going to ask you a question about that because I know that your business over time, like most businesses has changed slightly. Your focus has changed. Just talk about that. Talk about that process about how you have changed from that real admin focus to more technology, dare I say. Yeah. It's, I've always been that person in the office where I'd get asked, oh, the printer's not working or this isn't working. And I've always been that person who's been able to sit down and nut it out and or just fix it. And so that right there is where I'm going, well, that's my strength that I can pass on to other people, whether that be doing it virtually or just sitting with them and and going through the process of, okay, what are you using? What aren't you using? And so using that more rather than the doing the admin stuff because children, motherhood, yeah, I can't be that person on the beck and call anymore. So just trying to structure it in a way that works for other people as well as for me. Yeah, the more technology focus. And with the big C word that has loomed large over us, that became even more important for people having to move to virtual. And a lot of people, the first thing when they go out on their own, they don't have that technology person to bounce off that they had at the office or in their corporate roles, you know. They had their, you know, the IT help desk to, yeah, this is broken. What do I do? So I found that's been a big thing too. So I'm kind of in that weird space of being the IT person as well as having that admin background to know why you need to do it a certain way. So, yeah. Mm, I love it. And now we're here today to talk all about the tech. And I know, I personally know so many business owners who really do not love tech. (laughs) Tech is not their friend. No, they're not. No, they have a real super big phobia with it. And in my space, you know, that technology piece really relates to um, things like using email marketing platforms and systems that help you schedule your content, which I know that we will talk about content and systems later in this episode. But if my listeners feel this way about tech, like it is something that's really huge and scary and that it's just totally not their friend, then what would you suggest is their first move. I find with a lot of people, they gloss over, like you say something and you go too techy on them, their eyes glaze over and you can see the fear to start to rise. So for me, I always say to people, look, it's not as scary as you think. Just start with one step, go to the next step. If something doesn't work right, go back a step and try a different way. Like it's Yes, it's time consuming, but once you do figure it out in a way that works for you and your brain, you're you're home and hose. And that's kind of what I find. A lot of people come to me and go, oh, I've, I've got this system and it just doesn't do what I want to do. So more often than not, I will just sit with them and go, okay, show me what you're doing. And then we'll get two steps in. I'm like, wait, stop there. You've gone the wrong way because of this do it this way and then you just see the whole the, the brain explodes and they go that's what I was doing wrong and it's like yep it's just that one little thing so it's it's really that to stay patient with it and stay in just a one by one by one by one and once you get that that flow you, you're gone you're, you're off and running so this, there were some great pieces of advice in there, Karine, and I'm going to pull them out if I can. I'm just yes, going to go reiterate for it, them. Because you're the content so, person. <laughs> no. So one of them was stay pa- stay patient. 
Yeah. I think that yeah. that's great words of wisdom for people because even not just with tech, with anything that's anything. a little bit of a challenge, yeah. we yeah. can get into that space of, oh, my goodness. We're just going to get done. Working. It's not working. It's oh, That's it. It's done. Yeah, exactly. Done. So stay yeah. patient. The next bit I thought was really great advice is small steps because when we try to take those big leaps, then that's when we do go back into that space of feeling overwhelmed. So staying patient and staying small steps, I think, were great pieces of advice there but what I love the most Corinne what I love the most is use what works for you and your brain so let's just talk about that for a second if we can because I talk about with content doing things your way and really working with your strengths so what do you mean by use what works for you and your brain can you maybe give me an example yeah so well classic point that particular client she uh, is now into coaching. She was in property back then, now into coaching. And, of course, she got sucked into that vortex of all these coaches that she's going to and all that sort of thing. Oh, I'm using this system to do all run my whole business and all the bells and whistles and the nice and high crazy price tags. So the amount of times she'd come at me with, okay, I'm doing this, this program in my business. I'm like, why? <laughs> why why this is what's working for you now oh because I wanted to do this 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 and this okay let's try it I'd set it all up and then I come back a month or two later I'm like okay how's it going no nah, haven't touched it okay what are you touching oh the spreadsheet you built me at, back at the start okay what about the extra stuff that you said you wanted no nah, not using it yeah so just <laughs> I'm like so Many times we reverted back to that Google sheet that I pre-fied because mm. that just works for her brain. She thought she wanted the bells and whistles, but she's very happy knowing where things were at using the big giant spreadsheet. And mm. that's completely okay. And also I do find too, a lot of people like, oh, I want the big CRM. I'm like, okay, what do you want the big CRM for? Oh, I want to be able to email out this every month and that every month and record this. I'm like, okay, so, but you're capturing everything into a spreadsheet. Did you know you can use Zapier to just do, just to pull that email address into your email marketing and that's where you do your email marketing from? You don't need the big shiny CRM to do that. You've already got the two pieces. Let's piece it together with one little change in how you do things and you're away. And so that for me is, yeah, that's gold. Things are only as good as what you're putting your energy into. So Yeah, I, and I love that permission, Corinne. I love that yeah. permission to it's okay not to have the big thing with all the bells yeah. and whistles, especially when you're first in startup mode and you can't necessarily yes, afford it. Yes. But just that permission that it's okay to revert back. It's okay yeah. to perhaps go and try these systems that have yeah. or platforms that have all the bells and whistles, but then at least you know that, you know, if yeah. you're not using it and if it's not the way that your brain works, then it's okay to revert back. Yeah. You haven't back. Yeah. lost everything. It's okay no. to come back to it. That's a big important thing of it is make sure you got that data across, you know, just make sure you have your backups because you can always go back to whatever it was you were using. Yeah, fantastic. I love also how you say to question why. I think that in this day and age where there's so many different options out there in terms of tech and systems and what we can use for our businesses from, you know, email to accounting through to whatever it is in our business, there's yeah. so many different options yeah, that so we have. So many different things. So if we can kind of take that deep breath and question, why am I actually purchasing this? Why do I want this in my business? Then we can make sure that we are making better decisions. 
So I know that in our business, we're kind of really constantly bombarded with these messages that we should be doing this thing. Otherwise, we're not going to be successful. We should purchase this thing. We should be emailing, whatever it is. The result of this is I find that we end up doing all the things, but none of them very well (laughs) at all. So if we're feeling overwhelmed by all of the choices and the information or out there around technology and all the possibilities we can use, where do we start with cutting through this overwhelm? Well, for me, I've actually nutted it down to four key areas of a business. So I'm a bit of a categoriser. So I've found that looking at your business in terms of your operations, your marketing, your sales and your delivery, and that's your four key areas for your business. And then look at what tech you need. So some things do cross over those four areas, which is fine, but that's also good because then you're using less tools around the place, so to speak. So I find I define myself down by that and then start from there. So, you know, in your operations, your key things are how you're running your day to day and how you're getting paid. (laughs) So start with those two things. So for me, that's Google Workspace with Gmail and zero for my finances. Marketing, you know, how are you getting your words out there? Some people are just doing blogging. Some are doing just social media. So what are the tools you're using for that side of things? Then your sales is your onboarding of your clients. So how is that all happening? Just having a think about that. Sometimes it's very small if you're a service-based business, if you're a a product-based business, you know, that might be your e-commerce and all that sort of thing. And then in delivery, how are you delivering? So a lot of the time I am working with service providers. So for some that's, you know, course platforms, Zoom, all that sort of stuff. And like, again, with e-com, you know, how are things getting shipped? What's that process look like? Do you need tools to help you with that? So they're the four key areas that I look at and start from there. Anything outside of that's a bonus. So like marketing, Canva falls into that category. Like how are you getting your, your graphics out there or Photoshop or how whatever you use. So yeah, it's just defining those four key areas and just starting with that and then build out from there. There's so much noise out there of what tools can use for what are those areas. My biggest, biggest suggestion for people is look around your industry, look around your competition. You know, you don't want to know what your competitors are doing, but to be honest, they are the best sources of apps that are out there for your specific industry that you can find. So if you've got a few contacts that you work in the same space with, ask them, what are you using for this in your business? And you'll find off more often than especially like allied health and those kind of fields that need specific like data, privacy, all that sort of stuff. There's specific apps for those industries. So you don't have to go trying all the wider stuff. Stay well within your industry and you'll have some great tools that are specific for what you need. So much information there. The first thing, the first thing that we should do to over avoid that overwhelm of all the shorts and you know which system should we be using is to break it down I love that break it down into the four key areas and they were operation marketing sales and delivery now I want to ask you a question about that Corinne is there or have you come across a piece of technology that covers every single one of those areas in and of itself is there such a thing that exists no Not that I've seen. And that's another thing a lot of people go, I wanted to do all the things, 
it'll do 90%, but there's still going to be little bits that you're going to need to mm. fit mm. <laughs> to get it to do everything. Like, yeah, things like Sweet Dash is one that I've come across. It's very close, but you still need your separate email, like your Google Workspace or your Microsoft Office for your emails. Like Dubsado, Dubsado is a great all-rounder. Again, there's bits and pieces in there that you still need to handle separately. That's actually my biggest thing is if you see something that's going, I do it all, nut right down into it and really ask that question, does it actually do what I want it to do? Because the amount of times, yeah, I've had Clive come at me with, I'm going to, yeah, I'm using this. It says it does everything I need. And then we nut down what that is. We find big gaping holes that we still need to plug. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to pay extra for that subscription and that subscription and that. And then we add it all together and go, oh, actually, yeah, mm. still still not coming out of that great. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, and that, and that, that's another reason why I think it's a really great way to looking at those four key areas and really having a good hard think about what things do I need now, but also what things may I need to grow into in the future? Down the track. That's right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, I know that you also have an amazing resource that can help people in this space as well if they are feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the tech and what they should be using in their business. Yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So, yes, I've got my my tech toolbox freebie. It is basically pretty much all the tools that I've come across or know of or have seen out in the wild all condensed down into a central document with links but yeah it's basically categorized into what areas in your business that it can help with so rather than going down the google wormhole yeah it's my central pdf and i update it quite regularly actually i'll make sure yes. that i put the the link to that in the yes. show notes so you can go and grab a copy of that okay so let's just have a quick chat if we can Corinne around specifically around content because it's my love and I know that everyone yes. who's listening he wants to know things about content so now that we're feeling better about the tech now that we've downloaded your pdf and we understand that there's four areas of tech or our businesses that we should be looking at the operation the marketing the sales and the delivery so now we kind of understand that you know it's just another piece of this business puzzle how can we use tech to our advantage specifically when it comes to content so for me like it's gonna be it's gonna be super simple stuff really for me like I'm not the best at getting my content consistent but when I'm on a roll file naming is huge just having all of your resources in one section of your filing structure with the same naming conventions can make it so much easier for yourself. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you there. I'm going to interrupt you there, Corinne, because yeah. I know that a lot of my listeners may not understand that concept of naming conventions yes. and making them consistent. So can so, you give a really quick overview of that? So for me, then again, this is my admin person coming out. So basically I make sure I either name my imagery and my videos with so for starters the year the month facebook or instagram or what the platform is and i do it sometimes with abbreviations and then just a snippet of what that content's for or what it's about so then particularly with google workspace google drive works like google so when you're searching for stuff if you're like oh i really need something quickly for the a facebook size post of this type of theme of what I'm posting about I can just chuck that in the search bar and then it'll bring up all my my images or my videos with 
that kind of snippet on it. Right. So, yeah, just stuff like that, just to make it easy for yourself. Also, just having a library of it all in one spot on your cloud filing storage. Okay, so file naming is one way that you can yes. uh, stay organised with stay your organized, content. Make it easy. I do all my content brain dumping on a Google Sheet and just having that all in a library on a spreadsheet in a central point makes things so much easier. So yeah, that's how I use that system. I love that as well. Cause I always say to people have one source of truth and whether that's yes. a Google sheet, a Google doc or whatever, however, or a note right. on your Google keep on your phone, but that's the thing. I've got Google sheets on my phone. So I just sit there and type into my phone at random moments, but it's that one, one document, not multiple notes flying around in these interwebs. And what was my other one? Oh, it's very much just, yeah, that's, that systemizing your, just systemizing where you're posting. A very long time ago, stopped the whole posting on the go thing. Schedulers are life. <laughs> so yeah, just using using that to your advantage. It makes things so much easier. Just using those those schedulers to your advantage. Awesome. I love those three tips. So just to recap, it's around the file naming. It's around having one source of truth and also systemizing where you post as well. So thank you for so much for sharing that, Corinne. I know that that will be of value to people. And what I want to add to that is I love the fact those three things are going to help you be consistent. And when we're more consistent with our content, we become more visible. And when we're more visible, we become that go-to expert and make those sales. So I love that. I love that so much. So before we wrap up today, Corinne, I love to ask all of my guests this same question I'm going to ask you right now. And that is all about owning and using your superpower. So what would you say is your superpower? Definitely is I'm like a sponge with other people's businesses and I love just tweaking how they can do things better and with tech like it's just I don't know what it is I keep coming back to it because yeah I'll, I'll have moments of doing some general admin stuff but then someone will come at me with a question of oh, I'm using this but oh, this isn't working right and I'll just yeah dive in I can't help myself so yeah that's definitely where my strengths lie so I love it. I love that it. so much. The tech sponge. That's what I'm going to call you. The tech sponge. I like, yeah, yeah. I am still trying to workshop what I actually am. So yeah, that's, that's must have to go on the list, I think. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and before, before we finish up, do you have any final parting words of wisdom? Um, just don't be scared. The way things are, it's like the amount of tech that's out there, it is overwhelming, but just find something you like and just stick with it and don't be afraid to use it. Oh, I love that so much. And I love the that kind of really ties back into what you said about using what works for you and your brain. So thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at meldbusiness. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. 
you can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Pop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.